You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Welcome back to the Business with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. And I have a guest with me today who, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you may recognize her name, Kaylee Pater of Darza. Dar- Am I saying that right? Yes. I like to roll the R and sound <laughs> really accurate. Uh, it's Dar- Darza, but it's spelled D-A-R-Z-A-H. And I had Kaylee on a few episodes ago, and she is also representing uh, Child's Cup full. But we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between uh, Darza and Child's Cup full. It's really fun to roll the art, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but first, welcome back to the show, Kaylee. Yeah, thanks, Molly. Happy to be here. Yeah, it was. I had so much fun with you the first time. I knew that you had to come back and talk about uh, Darza. I'm just going to keep doing that the whole time. It's going to be a <laughs> really great. fun bit the whole time. But hey, I want to be accurate. Okay, people. Um, so for those of you that don't know, so we, we in a couple episodes ago, like I said, we talked about Child's Cup Full, which is this amazing uh, nonprofit organization that's working with artisans in the West Bank to make beautiful handmade children's toys. Um, Darza is actually a project of Child's Cup Full, um, and they are, for those of you who are my fashionistas, my fashion and uh, accessory lovers, you are going to love Love Darza. I mean, Kaylee actually brought some of the products to the show today. And I wish there was like, you know, this was actually this particular episode was a video version because y'all these. Oh, my goodness. She, uh, OK, we're going to get to it in a second. I'm, I'm building it up for you. So anyway, so Kaylee, uh, you know, we've you've already introduced yourself before, but, uh, you know, talk a little bit about um, your role with Darza and uh, how you kind of got to begin working with them and ha- kind of how Darza got started. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started working with with Child's Cupful and Darza um, almost two years ago. Uh, the founder of this amazing nonprofit is is Dr. Jeanette Habashi. She's a professor at the University of Oklahoma, and um, her background is in early childhood development. So she's been developing toys with women, refugee and low-income women artisans in the West Bank um, for almost five years now. And when I started working with her almost two years ago, she needed help to build uh, the Child's Cupful brand, and then start exploring Palestinian tatris embroidery. So tatris is the Arabic word for embroidery, which is um, commonly used to uh, specifically for this this kind of embroidery um, from Palestine. So it's it's incredibly intricate and beautiful. We like to to call the Darza products wearable art. Yeah, um, they really are. 
Yeah, so it's all cross-stitch, but um, the motifs themselves are native to Palestine. So um, there are actually different motifs, motif designs, um, that are from different parts of Palestine. So um, there are some that are native to Bethlehem. There are some that are native to uh, to Gaza. There's uh, it, it really, um, there's, there's a, a lot there to work with in terms of, of celebrating the traditional designs. And so that's what we're trying to do with Darza. Um, so when, when when I started working with Dr. Habashi, I was um, we were actually doing a, a project with Symbology Clothing. So we were developing some embroidery uh, pieces for the Symbology uh, Fall Winter line, and uh, I believe it was twenty. Yeah, preparing for the 2015 fall winter line, and um, so it, it evolved from there. We we basically were like, what kind of products can we make with this embroidery? Because it's when you go to the West Bank, it's everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, it is also a huge symbol of Palestinian cultural identity and also Palestinian women because yeah. this um, this embroidery technique is traditionally passed down from mother to daughter, and it's centuries old. So amazing. Um, so it's. it's it's the the same embroidery that is done on um, the long dresses, which are called a tobe in Arabic. Um, so these are the dresses that are passed down generation after generation. So when you go to Jerusalem, actually, you can find vintage pieces of this Tatriz embroidery. Wow. And um, so Darza means stitch, um, which is a natural yeah. <laughs> uh, description for this, this product line. Um, we, we wanted to create really fashion-forward designs um, that would appeal to the U.S. market. So we are using the traditional Palestinian motifs, but we're playing with the colors. We're creating products that are on trend. And for a lot of the mainstream market, um, Palestinian embroidery is very new. Yeah. Um, even though, that, like I said, this is an art form that's been around for centuries, it isn't prevalent at all in um, in North America. And um, a lot of the products that you might find are a lot of the traditional um, colorways, which, which are gorgeous, but they're a little bit harder to get into mainstream stores, for example, because as Americans, we always want everything to be on trend. The colors are going to change every season, right? So um, so what we're trying to do is to follow that so that we can stay relevant. And like Child's Cup Full, our whole mission is to create high-quality products that are going to be competitive in the U.S. marketplace, but to create that sustainable economic opportunity um, for refugee and and low-income artists um, in the West Bank. Yeah. And, you know, we actually we talked about this in our um, Child's Cup full podcast, but just about how they're just the unemployment situation for women, especially in the West Bank, is huge. And you had mentioned that in 2015, the unemployment rate for women was somewhere in the 63 percent range. Is yeah, that right? Exactly. And and so by just you know giving them an opportunity and giving them a job and um, you know. Allowing them to, especially for some of these women where this is, you know, this is a skill that has been in their family for generations. And so they can take something that they love to do. They can take this, this beautiful, I mean, it is talent. I mean, and 
when you see the embroidery and the stitching, I don't know how they do it. I truly, it it is amazing. It's so intricate. It's so detailed. You can just see every little stitch in there. And I mean, the work that goes into it is just, I can't, I can't fathom it. But yeah, they can take this skill, they can take this art, and then they can take this thing that has been passed down to them and they can then use it, you know, and and have a job and and provide for their families just through doing something that they love and enjoy. Um you know, so uh, but let's talk a little bit about Palestinian embroidery because it's it is something that is, like you said, it's it's a relatively even though it's been around for centuries, it's relatively new to the North American market. Um, you know, and we see, you know, in a lot of you know maybe stores like One World Market or um, called World Market, like the World Market, um, or you know, uh, Ten Thousand Villages, you might see some embroidered products that are maybe similar to the style, but Palestine embroidery has a very unique, uh, very specific style. And, and if you're actually, if you're listening, you should probably pull up Google and just Google Palestinian embroidery and you'll see what I mean. Like it's a very distinct style. Um, but you were also saying that it, it actually reminds me very much of um, Guatemalan embroidery because Guatemalan in Guatemala, they do it on backstrap looms, um, but it's you know this sort of we this woven um, this woven these woven fabrics that the Guatemalan tr- women traditionally wear and they pass it down. But you can even identify like what part of Guatemala you're from based on yeah. the style of the embroidery uh, or excuse me of the weaving. Is it similar? to that in the West Bank, like where you can like almost recognize like where somebody is from yeah. uh, based on the the embroidery or is that a little bit different? Yeah, um, it used to be like that. Um, but now bec- uh, there's there are so many women in the diaspora, for example, that, mm-hmm. that no longer live in the region um, who still do this embroidery. So you um, you see kind of a, a hybrid of designs. Um, yeah. But definitely there are there are pieces that are very iconic, you know, from yeah. a particular um, area and, and community. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's really amazing. We're trying to to integrate that story as much as possible so that people know, oh, okay, this this is a feather motif. You know, yeah. like the feather motif, for example, is is um, very common in Palestinian embroidery. Um, there's a lot of beautiful floral motifs. And some that are that are actually like historically relevant. So there's some some designs that are very much indicative of like the nature in the region, right? So what what people are surrounded by, um, like grapes, for example. Yeah. There's a lot of grape motifs. There's um, serpent motifs. Yeah. There's um, one of them uh, that we actually used on one of our new chokers is a snail motif. Oh. <laughs> um, so it kind of looks like a like rounded like a snail. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't. It's not actually a snail. It just kind of looks like one. <laughs> exactly. For those right. of you that are at home and you're like, why would I wear snails? <laughs> like, it's not actually a snail. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to um, to bring to bring that into um, to our branding so that people know when they see the product. I mean, first of all, it's it's 
it's different. It's stunning. And, and what we've seen um, bringing our products to events is that people are like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Yeah. Right. And then telling them that it is Palestinian embroidery. It's Tatri's embroidery. It has this amazing story and um, and very much tied to women's empowerment. Right. Absolutely. And and um, and then getting down to the specifics of each individual motif, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So all of our all of our products are are made in the West Bank. We source the leather from a family-run manufacturer in uh, Khalil in Hebron. So that's that's really amazing because we can we can support the local manufacturing yes. that's still there, and um, and our fabrics are sourced from local suppliers. And so we we want to support the economy there in in our whole operation. Um, we we actually just started producing shoes with leather soles and insoles, which we've been working on for the past year. And they are a gorgeous. You guys, I am looking at one of the pairs of shoes right now, and they are, I, when she pulled them out of the bag, I was like, I'm going to need those in a size eight, please. Like, I was like, <laughs> these are amazing. Uh, yeah, just the the detail on them. They're really well made, um, and they're they're just beautiful. They're beautiful. They're so unique. You're ne- you are not going to see a pair like that at Target. Like, sorry, <laughs> it's just not going to happen, because these are just so amazing. Yeah, each pair of shoes takes six to eight hours to Embroider. Oh, and then wow. The shoes after the embroidery is finished, um, Rahaf, our lead embroidery artist, I really want to talk about her because she yes, please do. is the reason that Darza is even a thing. Yeah. She, um, so when I joined um, almost two years ago, Rahaf um, joined us uh, soon thereafter, and she is uh, an expert embroidery artist. She is the innovator for all of our products, um, and because uh, the cross stitch requires that you that you count each stitch. She has to map out each design before she does it. Yeah. So um, sometimes when we've worked with with other designers um, for other labels, they'll say, "Oh, we want this motif to fit within, you know, a five by eight um, rectangle." And she'll, Rahaf will say, "No, that motif isn't going to work. I'm going to have to modify it and yeah. change this and this." And so she is the engineer. With yeah, she knows. She knows her stuff. Absolutely. And um, it's funny because everyone in the Artisan Center is, uh, calls her a machine when it comes to embroidery. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. Rahaf is not a human when it comes to embroidery. Yeah. She is a machine. She's a machine. I love she it. She's so fast. And um, yeah, I mean, even when we're we're brainstorming an idea and we're like just generally telling Rahaf abstractly like oh wouldn't it be cool if we could do this and she'll stay up all night and the next morning she's like hey I already yeah like I did it <laughs> gave it, did it a for go, you done. so what do you think and yeah so I, I joke with her I'm like Darza should be called Rahaf because it's oh it's my Rahaf. goodness wow that's <laughs> so amazing she, yeah so she's now training the embroidery artists that we're bringing on board um, as we grow we're, we're slowly growing we just launched this new line of handbags pillows <sighs> scarves and then our new shoes um, with the the leather soles we just launched those a few weeks ago so um, it's very new Um, for the past year we've been doing shoes and jewelry but um, we've really been trying to figure out how to source the best materials we can from the West Bank um, the best leather um, because the embroidery is is so intricate and it's so beautiful it really needs to be complemented by the highest quality materials so 
these are this is a higher end brand um, yeah but these are products that are built to last they are beautiful and they're yeah like you said they're built to last I mean the so what she brought for me today was um there's a a beautiful wrap bracelet that also doubles as a choker very on trend (laughs) uh that's gorgeous um then but this tote bag is I mean, it is something that I feel like I would see at Nordstrom. It is, um, or, you know, a place like Madewell. Like, it's just, it's, the leather is very high end. The stitching is, is so intricate. It just, it feels solid. It is, that is a bag that is an, it's an investment piece, but you're investing in something that's going to last you. It's also, I love the colors on, she brought me uh, this one. It's, it's, so it's a kind of, you know, very traditional style, just tote bag, but but it's black with this black and white embroidery on the front and then the rest of it is this very soft leather and it just you know it's that's a bag that is a classic piece that is never going to go out of style yeah, just it is absolutely. something that you could easily use for 10 to 20 years and have it still be on trend mm-hmm. if you will you know in 10 to 20 years because it's it's a classic black tote that just has this beautiful black and white embroidery. And the same with the shoes. They're just, they're so unique and so well made that, I mean, these are a classic pair of flats that just have a little bit of a, a this is my word, but zhuzh. They got a little zhuzh in them, you know, like they're just a little <laughs> sassy, uh, but they're going to look great now and in 10 years. Yep. Yeah, and also the material that the embroidery is done on, it's um, a cotton blend material that is, it's called like a grid. So basically yeah. with the cross stitch, um, you always need the grid because you have to count each stitch. So this it's a thick material, yeah. and it's also the material that's used for all of the products that they've been making for for um, for centuries. So yeah. this is this is the same material that is intended to create products that you pass down for generations, right? So right. Um, and and the shoes as well. So uh, and with the stitching, I mean, so it's so tightly stitched, and it's um, it's the DMC pearl cotton thread. So it's the the highest quality embroidery thread. So these shoes are are really yeah, they're, they're statement pieces, they're works of art. And, and whenever I wear my shoes, I'm, I'm always, people are always like, wait a second. Yeah. Where are those from? Yeah. Because they're just so different. And you, and um, another cool thing about the motifs is they're very, um, a lot of the motifs um, are very geometric. So yeah. there's a lot of ways that you can play with the designs and yeah. put, say, five or six different motifs all lined up next to each other and you create something brand new. Absolutely. So there's always room for innovating with with this technique absolutely and so so how did so you know you had me- mentioned that uh dr ha- and I'm, I'm i hope i'm saying it right habashi yes habashi um so that dr habashi had um had kind of started d- uh, darza as out of child's cup full um and you know talk a little bit about just sort of the need for um or I guess sort of the mission for empowering these women. You know, we talked about in our in our Child's Cup full episode just the the importance of giving them opportunity and giving them, um, you know, a space to find employment and provide for their families and um, you know earn that respect um, among their families. And um, but you know, talk a little bit about sort of 
what sort of the the heart behind Darz, Darza and like why it's a little you know why it's sort of an offshoot of Child's Cupful mm-hmm. um, and ha- kind of how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So with the embroidery, we saw just a huge opportunity um, because there are so many women who know how to and they know this technique. Yeah, um, but they sometimes they're creating products for the local market um, or they're just creating products for their family members or for their own home. So um, in terms of, of celebrating this technique and, and creating that, you know, opening the doors to, to the international marketplace, um, we want to contribute to that so that young women see that that Tatris is is a skill set that can be applied to building a career, a design yeah. career and and um and also, you know, telling that story of of where these products are made and, and that and you know, Tatris is such a big symbol of of Palestinian culture. Yeah. Um and and celebrating women. Yeah. And um so so yeah, so that's that's a big part of what we're trying to do. Um we we see a really big oppor- uh, opportunity to to scale this initiative because there are so many women across the West Bank who know how to do this embroidery and we yes. don't have to do very much training. Yeah. So it's just a matter of training them on the new design. Um, and then uh, the design process itself is really cool. With yeah, Tarza. I was actually going to ask you, like, what you know, how does what what kind of process goes into designing the bags and the shoes and and the jewelry and things like that? Yeah. So so Rahaf, who I mentioned, yeah. she's the the lead innovator with Darza. Um, when I went there in in April, um, I basically prepared like a stack of images from Pinterest and Instagram and yeah. did um, a workshop with Rahaf and a few other artisans to basically talk about the colorways that are trending in the U.S. Yeah. And that is often the information that's missing, right? Because you have women there who are designing all the time. Yeah. And they're designing products for the local market. But beauty uh, beauty can be very culturally relative. So right. in terms of you know, communicating, oh, well, these are the colors that are really popular, so let's create products with these colorways. Um, it's an education process. So yeah. so that's what that's what we were doing was was talking about, you know, colorways that we could use for this collection that we, you know, like the the black and white. Um, it's yeah. a very classic combination, but it, you don't see that so frequently in the West Bank. Yeah. So um so yeah, so we we make sure that that design process is really in the West Bank and that it's a collaboration because Rahaf is is a designer and she she hasn't had um, that same opportunity to create products because of that as I mentioned limited access so yeah. so yeah so we want to celebrate that and yeah. um, and so it it's a it's a constant process you know and we're we're trying to figure out you know like should we work with designers based in the US what should we do in terms of product development but um, as much as we can, we want to to really keep it in the West Bank yeah. and keep the emphasis on And they have a vision. There. It's just sometimes, like you were saying, like they have a vision for what they want to make, but maybe just showing them, like, here are the colors that are trendy and just giving them sort of that, you know, a little bit of information of like, uh, okay, here's what's popular right now. And then 
then that just sort of maybe spurs an idea for them that they necessarily wouldn't have thought of before, but they have sort of that, they have the skill in the background, but then giving that extra information just really brings it to life. Oh, yeah. And with the shoes, for example, the the first shoe maker that we worked with, he had never put Tatris on shoes. Oh, wow. So even though the Tatris is everywhere in the West Bank and he... He has a workshop where he's been making shoes for decades. He's like, well, I don't know how to put the tatris on the shoes because I've just, I haven't had to map it out and and line it up so it's you know perfectly symmetrical right. on the back and all of that. And and so she worked with him to figure it out. Wow. So um, it was a total. It, I mean, it was an experiment. Yeah. In the beginning. So um, I mean, that in and of itself is is an engineering feat right oh, it's so um so so once we mastered that we were like okay now this is opening so many doors in terms of you know we can do flats we can do heels what about sandals how do we figure out sandals you know so yeah so we're we're really excited we we feel like there's um there's the sky's the limit with Tatris. Um, so we're with the the leather, um, you know, again, it's kind of like this process of being like, OK, this is the type of leather that right. people want in the U.S. Right. Um, and um, but once once people are familiar with that, they're like, OK, I get what the standard is, you know, and now we're going to we're going to innovate with these parameters yeah. in mind. And um, so our, our hope is we're going to continue to to expand the handbag collection and the pillows. Um, we have a few home uh, other home items, um, like we have some aprons, we have some placemats that we're working on. Yeah. And um, we're also fair trade certified. So oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we're just uh, we just got certified a few weeks ago. So we're just now sending our catalogs out for Child's Couple and for Darza to fair trade shops across the U.S. That's amazing. That's huge. We're really excited. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So uh, for the fashionistas out there who are um, interested in checking out uh, Darza, how can they connect with you? How can they find your products and things like that? So So, uh, Darza.org, Darza.com, they both go to our website, D-A-R-Z-A-H. And we're on Instagram at Darza Designs and on Facebook, uh, Darza Designs as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I am pretty sure the second we get off of this podcast, I'm going to be going online and finding a pair of shoes because I am now obsessed with them and need a pair immediately. Okay, I don't need a pair. I've talked about needs and wants before. <laughs> I would like a pair. And so, <laughs> um, but Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on to the show and for talking about Darza and for allowing me to perfectly roll the R in Darza and- Anytime, anytime. Uh, So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Business with Purpose podcast. Again, we so appreciate you guys listening. For uh, Please subscribe. Please leave a review for us on iTunes and share with your friends because that's how we get the word out. And we will talk with you guys next time. Bye.